your decision-making ability is like a muscle that has to be worked and stretched and, and developed. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is actually a previous guest of the show, uh, Jim Palmer. Go to decideforsuccessbook.com to find out more. Now, the reason that, that Jim is back on the show today is because he's just launched a brand new book called Decide. Now, I'm about halfway through the book and it's incredible business advice. And I just knew that I had to have Jim back on the show to share this with us. So in today's call, we're going to be discussing some of the concepts from Jim's new book and the huge impact that, that being a good, strong decision maker will have on your business. We're going to be talking about how to get out of Squishyville. We're going to be talking about how to deal with any entrepreneurial head trash that you may have, how to overcome imposter syndrome, the green light formula to use when faced with any new business decision, and also what to do when you make a bad decision. All this and much more on the way. Jim, thank you so much for being on the show. Joey, it's my pleasure. It's been far too long since, uh, since we've had this much fun. I can't wait to do it again, Jim. And as I've already mentioned there, you've been on the show before. Last time we talked about newsletters, physical print newsletters, and that was a really popular episode quite a while ago, right at the beginning of the show. But today we're going to be covering quite a different topic. Your new book is called Decide, The Ultimate Success Trigger. So how did you come to write this book? You know, the, the interesting thing about that, Joey, is that uh, in October, I think, of 2014, um, basically, you know, I, I had just written five books in five years, the, uh, Stop Waiting For It To Get Easy. Your create your dream business now was launched then, and as I said, five books in five years. I really thought I needed to take a break, <laughs> and um, but then I started getting these nudges and and that I needed to do another book. And you know, I've been doing my own um, live events now called Dream Business Academy. And at one of the events, I I taught this uh, module or this session, and it was called Mindset, Money, and and Success. So it has to do with a lot about how, how entrepreneurs feel about money, whether they're uncomfortable with it or you pell it. And and I told a lot of my story of my early years with, with debt and borrowing and things like that. Mm -hmm. And when I got done with that, a few people came up to me and said, man, you need to share that story with a larger audience. And I thought, okay, you know, another guy actually said, man, you, you got to write a book about this, some kind of entrepreneurial mindset. And, and I kind of tucked that away and it just kept happening over the next few months. And so it was right around Thanksgiving of 2014 that I made the decision. I actually decided <laughs> to write the book. And um, so I, I wrote the book in just under 60 days, and for the last three weeks or so, uh, we've just been in, in massive launch preparation mode, and you know we're 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 underway right now. So it's been a I, I really I really need a vacation, but the book is I'm really excited about the book. And Joey, one of the reasons is um, people have told me I, I sent out as you usually do some uh, advanced copies to some friends and some other authors to get some feedback. And to, to a, to a number, almost all of them said that, um, 
this is your best book yet. And one of the reasons for that is I've, I pretty much bare my soul. I guess in the, I've been in business 14 years and I've gotten comfortable with sharing some of the not so good stuff as long, along with the good stuff. And so as I talk about these different things, I actually share what are some of the struggles that I had, how I, you know, how I overcame them step by step and then what it's meant to me. So it really, it's a little bit like being on the uh, therapist couch as I wrote this book. <laughs> well, Jim, it's just fantastic that it's happened so quickly for you. You know, you basically decided something in November of last year, the concept of the book itself. And here we are, roll forward maybe, maybe five months later in March, and you've already launched the book. It's been written, it's launched. And I guess that's pretty much, you know, encapsulates the, the theme of today's episode. We're going to be talking about making firm decisions, getting it done, and getting out of what you call in your in your book, Jim, Squishyville. Do you mind talking about what Squishyville is, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I like coming up with these terms which kind of make it fun. It's another dis- it's another description for what we sometimes call the back burner. Mm-hmm. And so Joey, I've studied entrepreneurs and and business owners for years and and then, you know, I've also been coaching people for 6 years. And what, what I've figured out, Joey, is I've kind of tried to distill it down into, you know, what is, what is the one thing that really separates the ordinary entrepreneurs from the high achievers? And I, I think it's highly successful entrepreneurs. They seem to have like an uncanny ability to assess a situation or quickly and deliberately consider the pros and cons of the challenge or whatever the decision is. And then they make a decision and move on. Yes or no. And then move on. Those are both great decisions, but not deciding puts you in a place I call Squishyville. And Squishyville is where opportunities go to die. And so, you know, the ability to actually decide comes in large part, you know, I believe from confidence. And as we know, confidence comes from success and being in action. Uh, But initially, when people can't seem to make a decision, that causes inaction. And the one thing that's going to grow a business faster than anything is forward momentum. The more momentum you can get, the more, you know, you can just get rolling down the highway. You're not going to make every decision correctly, but the more decisions you make, the faster you go, uh, you're going to get better at it, but you can also absorb some of the decisions that may not work out incredibly well like you thought, but, you know, because you keep moving forward. So yes or no is good. I'll think about it. Puts you in Squishyville. Okay, so what are some typical questions that we might need to ask ourselves, Jim, as entrepreneurs? What are some of the key areas where we need to be making firm decisions? You know, it has to do, it usually has to do with things that are outside your comfort zone, I believe, Joey. I mean, what am I going to have for lunch today? Let's say that's an easy decision. And you could say that's silly, but some people, well, I don't know. Well, should I do this or should I do that? <laughs> and then there's larger decisions like, you know, well, should I write a book this year or not? I don't know. Should I invest $5,000 and go exhibit at a marketing conference? Should I build a new website? Should I hire somebody? These things which usually require an investment that, when you have to put skin in the game, Joey, that's when it usually gets tough for a lot of people. And so the ability to decide, as I say, comes from confidence. Confidence comes from having a real clear understanding. I mean, knowing in your heart and in your in your mind and your gut and every kind of fiber of your being that you are doing the right thing, you're going to be successful, and nothing is going to stop you. I mean, have you ever seen a very, very successful entrepreneur uh, who who 
absolutely has no confidence. I mean, I've never met one. You know what I mean? I mean, when you think of Sir Richard Branson or when you think of Donald Trump or you think of some of the folks on Shark Tank, I mean, it's like, it's like they, they don't know what fear is, right? Mm -hmm. They just keep moving forward. And so it really is, I I like, I mean, it's kind of like a muscle. Your decision making ability is like a muscle that has to be worked and stretched and, and developed. So how do we develop it, Jim? What What is the key to making more correct decisions than incorrect decisions? You know, Joey, it's just going to come from experience. And, you know, when you start making decisions and they go well, it's like you build little successes along the way. It's kind of like if you imagine, you know, if you're a toddler and you're starting to walk, you're going to fall down. Okay, I won't do that again. Or you try not to lean as forward too far. I can't imagine what I was like when I was two, but you know, every time you are learning to ride a bike, you keep make, you keep taking corrective action basically. And when you take corrective action, it keeps you more kind of on the balance beam, if you will. And so it just becomes, it becomes something you're comfortable with. When you're a very new entrepreneur, a lot of times we're dealing with something called head trash. And those are some of the self-limiting beliefs that we have in our mind, uh, whether it's something that we were told, something we heard, read, or maybe we're just so stuck on news and negative garbage, we're afraid to put ourselves out there. We're afraid of criticism. That's another thing I talk about in the book. If when you put yourself out there, as a matter of fact, you know, before you and I um, did this call, uh, we sent another email to to my list about the book, and there was a spelling mistake in there. I, I own it. I admit it. We've been rolling really, really fast here, and it it had a, and somebody really took me to task. Like, boy, you think you'd have some proofreaders over there, you know? <laughs> and so you get that kind of stuff occasionally, and 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 if you do, if you do not build a immunity wall if you don't build a wall of immunity around you and you let stuff like that bother you you know it's gonna it will prevent you from sending out another email or, or something like that you know so how do we deal with that jim how do we get that thick skin what do we need to to do to deal with our entrepreneurial head trash for the one one thing that you need to do is figure out who is important to listen to um, when I get some uh, criticism and, and there's an expression as you get more successful, it's like the higher up the flagpole you go, the more your butt's going to hang out. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, it's okay because the view's better up there. <laughs> but you know, what it means is the only people that aren't getting criticized. So put yourself in good company. If you're getting criticized, it means you're doing something. If you're never getting criticism of any kind, it generally means you're not doing much, right? You're not putting yourself out there. And so it's, it does. I'm not going to say it doesn't rattle your cage. It used to rattle my cage a lot. I've gotten a lot better at kind of deflecting it. So when I get criticism, I kind of th- I kind of have a two-stage filter, Joey. And step one is, do I know this person? Do I know them to have any kind of expertise or authority that I should know and, and respect? Or is it just somebody, you know, taking a pot shot because they're sitting there twiddle in their thumbs. And the other thing is, is it somebody who who I know and value and do they have expertise in this area? So let's just say you are going to create a, um, a direct response marketing type of ad. It's a little bit different, obviously, than a image building ad, right? So you got headlines, flashy pictures and things like that. You got a call to action. There's a lot of things that go into a good direct response ad, but it's very different. So if somebody, maybe your a neighbor sees it or a friend or somebody that's on your list who you don't even know how they got there. They, they take, take you to task for what they think is, is just bad grammar or something. And you get, Oh no, I, are all these people going to think I'm an idiot? You know, but in reality, they don't understand direct response marketing. That's just one example. So you want to make sure that whoever's criticizing you, make sure they have, you know, 
the, the training and background to be able to render a decision because everybody's got an opinion, Joey, and everybody mm-hmm. loves to share it. You just got to pick and choose the ones you're going to listen to listen to. It's so funny that you mentioned this, Jim, because I've been doing a lot of work on myself on this exact topic during the last year or so. And like you said, everyone has got an opinion. And, and this is no more apparent on Facebook or YouTube. You see everyone arguing in the, in the comment section and they've got all of these opinions and everyone thinks that they're right. And, you know, sometimes I, ju- I just look at it and I think that none of these people are really qualified to talk about this subject. And unfortunately, what it's made me feel is that basically opinions are pretty worthless. So, I'm trying to toughen up when it comes to people criticizing me or if they're giving an opinion on any topic at all. I'm always judging it against the benchmark of are they qualified to talk about this? Do they have the fruits? You know, if, if they're talking about, um, how to make money, do they have the fruits to be able to talk about money? If they're talking about health and fitness, do they have the body to be able to be qualified to talk about that subject? So unless someone has the fruits now, Jim, I'm just really careful about whose advice I take. You know, I saw something speaking of Facebook. And it's funny when you post up to Facebook and it's, if it's something that's like really out there, you're going to get a, a bunch of people commenting. Half the people will be for it. Half the people will be against it, whatever. Yeah. But in the end, it's really not doing anything to support who you are and, and how you can help somebody. So, but I saw somebody yesterday who promotes themselves as a business coach and a speaker. I happen to. I kind of know who they are and I actually know something about them and they haven't done, I bet they haven't done half a dozen speeches in their life and their coaching business. And I'm not saying this to, to be negative. Everybody starts somewhere, yeah. but they really, um, they started posting some stuff about, I would never go give a speech unless somebody paid me first class, paid my fee up front and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, there's different types of speaking gigs. Like there's gigs where you could be paid like a, a keynoter and there's gigs where you don't get paid, but you get to, if you have some products or services, you can sell them and people will, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's two, it, all I'm trying to say is it, sometimes unless you really know what you're talking about, other people are going to take it as being ignorant and that doesn't help your cause too much. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jim, another form of entrepreneurial head trash that you talk about in the book is imposter syndrome. What is this about? Oh my gosh, everybody that I've ever worked with struggles. I struggled with the imposter syndrome, Joey, before I even knew what it was called. <laughs> and so, you know, every big business starts small. If you even look like a, if you look at a company like Dell Computer, Michael Dell started that in his dorm room, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, so when you throw up a website and, uh, I can remember when I started my business 14 years ago, I was in my dining room, had my old Dell computer and, um, you know, I had my business cards. I, I sprung for the, for the glossy finish. I used to put on a, my, my good church suit. <laughs> and when I go met, go, when I went to meet with a prospect, you know, I had my good clothes and my good business cards. I had some brochures done up and I'm presenting myself as a successful business person with a lot of experience in newsletter marketing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my, the imposter syndrome, the, the short definition is so you, you are afraid in your head that somebody's going to find out who you really are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so if somebody, if I'm going on a sales call and in my head, I'm thinking, I hope they don't know that I just started less than a month ago and I'm sitting at my dining room table <laughs> and that's my business. Mm-hmm. So if you have that kind of head trash, it can really wreak havoc with your confidence and your ability to present yourself as somebody they should do business with. Mm-hmm. 
And so the way to get over that is to not focus on the fact that you don't have an office with a prestigious address or anything like that. You focus on the value that you are delivering to that customer. So if I'm able to write a great newsletter and, and put out a, some newsletters that are going to really improve their business, get them more repeat and referral business, the fact that I don't spend five or $10,000 on a really high-class office with, a, with expensive help actually makes me smart. It doesn't make me dumb. So <laughs> imposter syndrome, you, you want to be careful that you're always focusing more on the value that you're creating. Now, today, honestly, Joey, I've talked about this with somebody else. Having a home office is actually a pretty cool thing today. I'm just saying 14, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was not that way. It was seen, <laughs> If you work out of your house, it's, it's almost like you weren't quite legit. Legitimate. Yeah, but in this day and age, it absolutely is, Jim. I've had the imposter feelings myself. I'm sure people listening to this are, are going to have had those feelings too. I think that one really crippling thing about the, the imposter syndrome is that you can find yourself undercharging for your products or your services. Um, and, and I think that's that's something that's really vital to, to get past or to get over it somehow, because if you're undercharging, you're just not making enough money. So I think you're exactly right. When you understand the value that you get for your clients and you get for your customers and the results that you provide for them, you can quite easily move past it. You're, you're exactly right. There's another chapter in my book, and it's called Decide to be Profitable. Mm -hmm. And I know one guy um, who was interviewing me, I don't think he read the book, but he goes, Jim, really decide to be profitable. Is that a chapter that's really needed? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, actually it is. And let me tell you why. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when you're in the lean years or you're bootstrapping it, they don't feel confident enough to charge an appropriate amount for the value that they're delivering. And so part of that has to do, like you say, the imposter syndrome. Part of it actually has to do with when you, when you become so good at what you do. So, you know, I know you're into online marketing, help people with websites, I think, and do some other things. I, you know, my main forte years ago was newsletters. And so I, I could actually write and design a pretty darn good newsletter and I bet I could do it in an hour. And so if I was to only charge like an hourly rate. If I, if it's kind of like a blue, a blue collar mentality, so to speak. I'm only thinking of what could I charge per hour. In reality, what I have to realize is the value that I'm giving uh, my client is they don't have to go out and hire writers. They don't have to have designers. They don't have to meet with a printer. I do all of that. So not only am I saving them probably days and days, if not a week or more of headache trying to get their newsletter done, I, that's that's part of the value. The other value is I'm going to do it so well, it's likely to bring them more new business. And so whatever I charge them is going to be insignificant in terms of the new revenue. So it is always focusing on you got to you got to you got to be paid for the expertise you have and for the value that you're bringing to your customer. Jim, let's talk about some questions to ask ourselves when we're faced with a decision. You've got something in your book called the green light formula. What is this? Well, one of the green the green light formula has to do with I believe that as an entrepreneur, you can have one, two or maybe three main goals that you want to accomplish this year. One of the things that takes us off the ability to hit our goals and our targets is something called shiny object syndrome. So as you're moving along, working towards your goal, boom, something comes by. It could be a phone call. You could meet somebody. It's an opportunity. It's the latest, greatest widget on how to do something in, in record time with no money down and all this stuff. And, and those those things look shiny. They look attractive, and it catches – it takes your eye off the ball, if you know what I mean. So the green light formula says that – 
if I green light this opportunity, if I green light this shiny object, you know, that's in front of me, is it going to detract me, number one, from making forward progress and hitting my goals, or is it going to push it off down the road? Because I, you really need to focus on, you can only do one, two or three big goals a year at the most. So if I, in the other part of the green light formula is if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Because most of us today are operating at or near capacity, if you think about it. You think of the hours we're putting in and how hard we're working and accomplishing different things. If you say yes to something else, I can almost guarantee, and even if it's not coming, even if it's not popping in your head right now, Joey, you're going to be saying no to something else, even without even realizing it. So yeah. saying yes, you really need to think about what that means to your business. Yeah, absolutely. The opportunity cost can sometimes be huge. I've done it before where I've said yes to something, Jim, and I've looked back later and I've realized that I could have been doing something else with that time and that money and those resources that I used. So I absolutely agree with that. Okay, let's talk about making incorrect decisions because even the most seasoned decision maker, they're still going to sometimes get it wrong. So what do we do when we make an incorrect decision? You you take corrective action and you keep moving forward. Um, you know, one of the things, as I mentioned earlier, Joey, is that growing businesses love momentum, forward progress. So if you're moving forward, and I, I encourage you to move forward at a faster rate of speed, you're bound to make a wrong decision. So first of all, don't beat yourself up over it. You simply take corrective action. So if you, I mean, let's say you're moving forward and you said, hmm, I could put, I could send a, a, a newsletter to this group of people or that group of people, but I can't do both. I'm going to go with this one. Turns out to be wrong. Well, doggone it, just change the list next month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if you have, if you have an opportunity to do something you didn't do it and you're like kicking yourself well make the better decision next time Mm -hmm. um you know with speed is going to come uh some bad decisions you just have to accept that you learn from it and you move forward um there are things that uh, there are decisions that i do because i operate at a really high rate of speed and i go well that didn't work but you know what i'm still growing and I'm still moving forward. And it's when you are growing, you know, it's when you're a growing business, Joey, you can absorb the occasional hit to the gut, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> because you're moving forward and you're not likely to do that again. But the other thing is you learn from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the ability to, to exercise your decision making muscle, I think, is something that only comes from experience. You can't just read about it in a book. You can't study it. You, you have to experience it. You know, there are, there are decisions that I've made. I, I can think of one all the way back probably 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, uh, when I first hired uh, my accountant. And he said, listen, I want you to go out and get QuickBooks. And uh, so I went out and I went to Staples and I'm moving fast and I'm looking and I see something called uh, Quicken, which uh, the same company makes Quicken and QuickBooks. And Quicken is just a, a smaller version of QuickBooks, right? It doesn't have all the bells and whistles. And it was a hundred bucks less. And I say, well, I don't know why you told me to get this. I'm going to get Quicken and save a hundred bucks. And I came home and I put it on my computer. And of course, once you, you know, open it up and put it on, you can't return it. It's software. And he said, I told you to get QuickBooks. And I'm like, well, I thought, Jim, it doesn't have this, that, and the other thing. So you move fast and you will occasionally, so there's a hundred dollar mistake. And I've made a bunch of those, but you know, forward progress is better than no progress. And you will make forward progress. And I, I, guarantee the the better you the more the more times you actually choose yes or no you are going to i'm guaranteeing you're going to be at least you know the Pareto principle the 80 20 rule 80 percent good 20 percent bad and the more you do it there's going to be fewer and fewer bad decisions 
Jim, my final question is about one of my favourite books of all time. Um, it's the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, and one of his 13 principles of success is to decide. And he talks about the idea that successful people make decisions quickly and they change them slowly. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And one of the reasons for that is that when you make a decision, start moving forward. If you, a lot of people, you know, I don't know, I've heard people call it a microwave society or things like that. They want instant results. And one of the things I teach at um, my Dream Business Academy is that if you want to build a dream business, it's going to take time. And so, to the, to the degree that you listen to some of the people that promise a million dollar business in six months and blah, blah, blah. It's just not reality or it's not reality for business that's going to last. And I'll tell you why. Whether you're selling a product or a service, it doesn't matter. A very profitable, long lasting business is built on relationships and relationships take time. I, I would ask you to consider when you met your girlfriend or your wife or your spouse or your significant other, you know, when you met that person, you, your heart might have gone a flutter and you go, Oh, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. But I bet you didn't vocalize it at first because it would have made you weird and they probably would have not wanted to go out with you a second time, right? So. Over the course of the weeks and the months, you get to know each other, trust develops, you start sharing more, and, and it just be your relationship grows and builds and blossoms. It's just like that with a customer. How many people would walk into a dealership that they'd never been before and walk out with a you know a hundred thousand dollar car? My guess is not too many. You need to get know who they are. You might check references. You might learn something about the car. You know, it's like if you walked into a networking event, or let's say you're at a a holiday party. I know we're in the springtime, but if you went to a holiday party and someone walked up to you and said, Hey, I'm Jim. Hey, I'm Tom. What do you do? And you say, Hey, you know, I got a coaching program. How would you like to join it? You know, <laughs> relationships take time, Joey. And, um, I think I probably got a little off track for your answer, but what I wanted to say is you don't, you don't change course every day because your decisions don't bear fruit within 24 hours. And I would dare say that if you are somebody who's impatient and you're changing course constantly, the one where it's really going to hurt you is with your prospective clients who don't know you yet. Every time they see your name or see something, if you're promoting something different, a different price strategy or a different marketing tactic, they're like, Oh, wait, I thought they did this. You know what I mean? So you, you need to come up with a plan and stick with it and, and you know, do some really, really good marketing and, and develop strong relationships. Jim, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show a second time. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm about halfway through your book and I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm sure that everyone listening to this call is is eager to get it as well. Where can they go? They could go. Thank you for asking, and um, thank you for reading the book. I, I'd ask you to place a uh, comment on Amazon. I'd, that's something an author really appreciates. Um, the website is decideforsuccessbook.com, so decide, F-O-R, successbook.com. And um, what we're doing is, uh, for our launch, Joey, we are actually giving away 500 free copies, not a digital download, and we'll actually mail you a paperback book. The only thing we ask is that you pick up the shipping um, cost, the shipping and handling. Um, but we're giving away 500 free books at decideforsuccessbook.com. Brilliant. Jim, thank you so much. That's a really generous offer. Thank you very much for doing that. And that is the end of today's show. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, then please, please do give us a positive review on iTunes. And finally, Jim, it's been fantastic to have you on the show again. And maybe we'll do it again another time. Yeah, let's not wait two years this time, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Joey. Cheers, Jim. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. 
continue to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.